Good morning and welcome to Victory Church. This is our worship service number 179, March 1st, 2020. Welcome everybody. Let's give thanks to our good Lord. Father, we love you. With all of our hearts, we give you thanks for another day of life, Lord. Receive the songs that we have for you, Lord. Receive our adoration in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for all the wonderful things you do in our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give all praise and glory to you in Jesus' name. Let 
glory and power being to the great I am we sing blessing and Glory and power. 
Forget about every person around you. Forget about the circumstances that surround your day, your week, your month, your year. And just focus on Jesus and laying everything at his feet and allowing him to take over.
I don't remember when we had an earthquake here in Odessa. Do you remember? It was a scale three, Richter scale, three degrees, I believe. I was thinking about it a few minutes ago because we were singing this song. It says, you are so holy. And I thought, if the good Lord shows up right now here on earth, because of his power, his majesty, everything will just be moving. We just can't realize the, the big power of our Lord. You just can't really fathom and understand. But I thought, he will scare me. <laughs> you know, if you are in an earthquake, that our lives need. So we want to ask you, Lord, to come down right now through your Holy Spirit and fill our hearts with your presence. Totally, Lord. We empty ourselves from ourselves and we want you to fill our hearts entirely with your Holy Spirit. That your presence, Lord, will transform our lives. And let us enjoy you, Lord, because you are the joy of life. There's no other thing but you, Lord. No other person but you, Lord. No one material thing but you, Lord. Not any success but you, Lord. You, Lord, the joy of our life. You are hope of glory. Thank you for your love and your mercy, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you are here to bless us, Lord, incredibly and everything with your amazing we see the sun and the moon are going to disappear but you will be our light Lord. and we want to be there Lord you will be forever ours you will be forever mine forever Lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for ever mine. 
Let's worship our Lord through our offerings. Whether it is through an envelope here in church or online. Let's give to God what belongs to Him. Thank you, Lord, for all your provision. We love you, Lord. Before I go to the prayers that we will do for our offerings, I want to give you a couple of announcements quickly. One is our podcast. As I mentioned earlier, uh, I believe a couple of Sundays ago, I said to you that at this point, our podcast is going through the iTunes podcast, as you know, and uh, also we are in iHeartRadio and Google Play Music and Listen Notes, Player FM, Podomatic, and Spotify. Spotify. So that is one announcement that I wanted to give you, just as a reminder also about the free audiobooks. So far, we are near 25,000 downloads of our audiobooks in the last few months. At almost 25,000 downloads. The stories are unmasked. It's a story of a family that there is something that must be revealed. The second story is inadequate, which is the story of a girl who, is, uh, who has problems with self-esteem and uh, how she sees herself. Then for those who love romantic stories, Tears of Joy is the good, the good story you can hear. And uh, we have also a good story for guys who likes uh, fights and stuff like that. The story is Survive. This is a story of a guy who is fighting in his town because there are drugs and uh, bad people in the city and he succeed making that town clean. And also we have a Christmas story, which is is um, one year later is a nice sweet story about how by doing good things you always will get a great harvest and in january we released frankie for those who like dogs and uh, like this kind of stories frankie is a dog that came to a family the family lived the experience of death the wife died the mom left two little ones with the father and now he lives with his mother and they are raising the kids. And then Frankie comes and do something really special there in that family. It's a nice story. And recently, uh, we released now in this uh, past month of February, Made to Win, which is the story of uh, sports. For you guys that like sports and competition, Made to Win is a story that is originating in Andrews, Texas. And this story is dedicated to Mama Frances. She is one of the characters there, and she is the mayor of the city. <laughs> it's great. And you can listen to the, the stories. They are in an average 30 minutes, inspirational stories with original music. And also you can read the book if you want. You go to the website, uh, mygiancarlo.com, and also you can go to the Facebook page or the YouTube channel, and you have this available. But now this month, March. Today, March the 1st, can you believe it? We are already in the third month of the year. This is awesome, year 2020, but guess what? One day is going to be a year 2064. Probably we won't be here. Maybe some will, I don't know who, but I don't know. But this story, 2064, is the story of the future. Uh, what is happening? And there is Saturn there and someone there. It's a cool story we will release in 
And this month, hopefully for the 15th, 20th of March, will be released for everybody. That's my announcement for you guys. The time has come for us to receive God's word. We have praised him, adored him, and worshiped him. Now we will hear a powerful message that our Lord has poured down into our pastor's heart. Let's get ready to receive the inspiration that we need this week to go into battle with faith in our Lord Jesus. Let's give a hand to our Lord God and all together say, one, two, three, victory. Yay, Lord. What's in heaven, part four, is the title of this message. And for our viewers and listeners, please go to the website, thechurch.us, and you can download the bulletin of today. And you can make your digital notes as we do here in the church. The bulletins are available here. If you are interested in get one, you can do that. All right. As you remember, guys, three weeks ago, we started this series on February the 9th, our worship service 176, and we talk about what's in heaven from the Old Testament perspective. A lot of great scriptures, and we saw in that message, and we studied the message, how the Lord interacted coming down from heaven to speak with Moses with Abraham, with David, Solomon, with the people of Israel. And we understood that what's in heaven is God, the Lord God, especially. And then in the next message in February 16, worship service 177, part two, it was a lot of New Testament scriptures. Do you remember that? We saw one wonderful scripture <coughs> that talks about the proof of the Trinity of God Father, Son, and Holy Spirit when the Lord Jesus is baptized. And we, and we read there that it says that the, the Father spoke from heaven and he sent from heaven his Holy Spirit on the Lord Jesus. You remember that? Many scriptures we read there about heaven in the New Testament. But last week, we studied here the message called the final battle, which was on February 23rd, worship service 178. It was the description and revelation about the final battle against our enemy. And we saw how the good Lord triumphed. And that was amazing. But today, today, March 1st, 2020, our worship service 179, we are going to study part four in the series, What's in Heaven? And I know you are excited. I am super excited to share this message with you guys. So are you ready? Let's just start by reading. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Revelation 21, 1, 2. Then I saw a what? New heaven. And what else? And a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth have disappeared. Now there was no sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It was prepared like a bride dressed for her husband. Here is the establishment of the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven, from God, and comes beautifully prepared for the husband, like all these girls preparing for their fiancés, boyfriends, and they are going to get married. You know, it's just beautiful to see that, the excitement of the girls. I just love that. Well, what else? In 21, verses 3 and 5, it says, 
a loud voice said, God's home is with people. He will live with them to be their king. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, sadness, crying, or pain. The one who was sitting on the throne said, I am making everything new. Say with me, I am making everything new. What, what is the meaning of the word everything? Everything. The lack of nothing. Everything new. He will do that. Now, that is going to happen out there in heaven. One of the first thing that we, things that we see here is that he is going to take care of our tears. Do we cry, guys? Do you cry sometimes? From time to time, do you cry? Let me ask you a very honest and direct question. Have you been crying lately? Did you cry this morning? What about last night? What about last week? You know, some people that are watching their family members struggling with diseases, they cry a lot. What about the person himself that is sick? Not being able to walk. You know, we are blessed that we can walk. And some of us have kind of funny walk, right? I understand that. You know, have you seen Meg Ryan walking? You know, she has a funny walk. You know, it's a little walk that she has. In, and you see somebody walking, and you say, that's Meg Ryan. For instance, you know, everyone has a funny walk, you know? And we can say many things about the way that we walk or the way that we run. But you know, those that are in a wheelchair, they will do whatever to be able to walk, even a funny walk. Those that do not have legs will be so happy to be able to have legs and walk. I have great news for everybody. He will wipe away every tear from our eyes. You know, every time that we have cried, that we have suffered, every time that you have had a tear because you struggled with something very, very deep in your soul, let me tell you, the Lord God is going to take care of you. Now, on the other hand, I want you to know that there are some people that they are always crying for different things and for Silly things sometimes. And other people like to manipulate others with their tears. I want you to know, if you are one of those individuals, you cannot fool God, just so you know. That doesn't work with the good Lord. Maybe you can do it with us. How many times we have been the victim of somebody manipulating us with tears and crying just because they wanted something. And you know what? Sometimes we... We got into that life. But that is not happening with the Lord. It's not going to happen, much less out there. Honesty is essential in our relationship with God. But I want you to know this very important thing. If you cry, if you are sad, if you suffer in heaven, you will never, never, ever again live that. Never again a tear. Never again suffering. 
never again. Pain. Some of you maybe struggle with such a difficult situations in your bodies or in your finances or with your family members that you have such a huge pain. Have you heard of broken heart person? They said, you know, I'm going to die like in the movie, you know. Tell him, Clemenza said to Mike Corleone, tell her, if I don't see you, I'm going to die. Well, sometimes we take it like a, like a joke, but when you are in love and you lose that person, do you really cry? I have. I know what is that. Guess what? That is not going to happen ever again in heaven. No more pain. No more crying. No more sadness. And the best part, no more death. No more. No more. It's over. Now, in our human life, in our earthly life, Certainly, we will experience death unless the Lord Jesus comes. But other than that, we will experience death. And it's frightening. Somebody said to me, you know, I'm not afraid of death. I'm afraid of experiencing death. <laughs> what is to walk into that realm, you know? What is exactly that? Nobody really knows. There are people saying, I went and I came back. Well, maybe. I don't know. But what about you? Do you really know? No, you don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But the best part is in heaven, he will take care of all our tears, our pain, the sadness, no more death, no more medicines, no more devices, you know, to fix this or that in our bodies, you know. All the sufferings that we go through in life when we see very hard situations with our children, with our parents. With elderly everywhere. No. The one who was sitting on the throne said, I am making everything new. Everything new in heaven. Don't you love that? I'm excited. I am so excited. What else? 21, 6 and 7. The Lord said, it's finished. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. I will give free water from the spring of the water of life to anyone who is thirsty. All those who win the victory will receive all this. I don't know if you heard about some stories, legends about a river somewhere that it was the source of the eternal life. I don't know if you have heard those, those stories. And somebody searching in these particular places, this fountain of life, and etc. You know what? They got that idea precisely from the scripture. Because indeed, there is a river there, the spring of water of life. And then we will be able to drink that water. Some people say, but I don't like water. I like my drink, my limeade, my hibiscus tea, my coffee, my black tea, whatever you want. Water, really? Can you? Think of something else other than water, because I would like to drink something better than water. But let me tell you, this water in that river, that's, that's the water. If you think that our drinks here taste good and quench your thirst, you have no idea about this water. This water is the real deal. 
but he's going to give this to those who win the victory. And what is the meaning of that? We know that we are saved by grace, correct? We know that we are being forgiven because he paid the price, the Lord Jesus, with his life. So what is the meaning of winning the victory? You are victorious when you overcome your own obstacles and you start doing what is right. Yes, certainly there are people that are forgiven, but they choose to go in the bad path and they keep on going what is wrong. Do you think that people are victorious? No. The Lord is going to show the mercy, his mercy to everybody. I know that. But victorious people are those who say, I am going to do the right thing. Last Sunday we were singing a beautiful song. It says, it's your grace that inspires me to do better, to be better. It's exactly what it's saying here. Victory, you experience victory when you, you do what is right, not because of the law, not because of fear of God. It's because you are grateful, because you say, Lord, you are so good to me. I don't need to do these things. Then is when you are victorious. You get that? That's the victory itself. 21.8. This is the part that so many people don't want to talk about today. You know, 40 years ago, this was the kind of message preachers were preaching. <laughs> the part that I'm going about to read. But today, people don't want to even hear about this. Okay, no, let's skip this part. I don't want to hear about this. Talk to me about grace, Gian. Talk to me about forgiveness. Talk to me about blessings. I like that. This 21.8, I don't like it. Well, <laughs> if you don't like it, this is your problem. But it's in the scripture. And this is what it says. Those who refuse to believe, those who do terrible things, those who kill, those who sin sexually, those who practice witchcraft, those who worship idols, those who tell lies, they will all have a place in the lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. My friend, if you are listening and you refuse to believe and you say, I don't believe you, preacher. I don't believe in your God. I don't believe in your Bible. I don't believe if you refuse to believe. I'm sorry. But it's the scripture that says they will have a place in the lake of burning sulfur because they refuse to believe. Who else? Those who do terrible things. They do terrible things. They are all the time doing what is bad, what is wrong. Abusing people, abusing children, abusing women, abusing the weak, abusing good, decent citizens everywhere. They are doing terrible things. They, are, they have a part there. Those who kill. People that are using weapons just to kill individuals everywhere. Just in the news this week, I, I read there was an argument between two guys here near uh, Odessa, two hours from here. The guy got so upset with his, his father-in-law. Kill him. And then he realized, man, what I have done. He turned himself by killing somebody else. Because anger issues, disagreement. I, I don't agree with you, so I'm going to kill you. What is that? 
people that do those things, they have a place there, my friends. Those who sin sexually. We know very well sex is allowed by God. Where? In marriage. Marriage between men and women. You get that? You don't see two roosters hanging out there. Never. Nature teaches us that. Those who sin sexually, whatever is the way that they do it, they have a place in that lake of fire. And don't get mad at me. It's what the scripture says. Those who practice witchcraft, a divination, and all those kind of bad things, worshiping idols. Guys, we humans are made worshipers. We were made by God to worship, but we need to worship God. Watch out, my friends. You know, one thing is to love our dad, our mom, our son, our daughter, our spouse. One thing is to love them. Another thing is to worship them. Put that person in such a pedestal that no one can touch that person. And if you lose that person, you're going to die. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, my friend. No, 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 no. The one that you can't afford losing is God. The rest, we love them. And if the Lord takes them, he has a reason. But we are not going to die because of that. Much less idolizing politicians. Watch out. Idolizing musicians, singers, artists, athletes, entrepreneurs, pastors. Watch out. You don't need to worship anybody. And what about those who tell lies? <laughs> they have a place in that lake of burning sulfur. Again, don't be mad at me, my friend. It's the scripture, Revelation 21, 8. All right, what else is there? Revelation 21, 10 and 12. The city was coming down of heaven from God. The city was shining with the glory of God. It was shining bright like a very expensive jewel, like a jasper. It was clear as crystal. The city had a large high wall with 12 gates. There were 12 angels at the gates. On each gate was written the name of the 12 tribes of Israel. That is gorgeous, beautiful. You know, Jasper is some, something like a diamond. That is the way that this city is, is coming down, shining like a very expensive jewel. And with this city, with high walls, with 12 gates, and an angel in each gate, with the names of the tribes of Israel. Somebody's thinking, uh, here we go, Israel again. I hate that. You know, I like God. You know, and I can deal with Jesus. But this Israel deal, I don't like it, some people said. Watch out. The father of faith, Abraham. Grandfather of Jacob. You know that Jacob's name was changed to Israel? That is the source of the people of Israel. And Jacob's sons are the 12 founders of Israel's tribes. We need to understand the history of Israel. We need to read the Old Testament. We need to understand our past to comprehend our present, to project our future. 
But this idea among certain Christians against Jews and Judaism and all that, it's a wrong idea. They don't know what they are saying. Correct them and tell them, watch out. In heaven, the names of the 12 tribes of Israel are going to be in each gate. And guess what? In order to get to the city, you need to go through one gate. Hello? There is nothing wrong with Israel, my friends. And I'm not talking about the current country or their politics. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the spiritual value of it. Therefore, you must read the, whole, the Old Testament and understand it and appreciate what is there because there are great truths that we learn from there. Revelation 21, 13, 14, there were three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. The walls of the city were built on 12 foundation stones. On the stones were written the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Here are the, the disciples. Well, but if I remember well, somebody says, one of them killed himself. So who is the next one? Somebody else says, oh, you remember? After that, they, they chose somebody else. Oh, and somebody else says, no, it was Paul. Well, it doesn't matter really. Which are the 12 apostles? We don't know. The point is those names are written there. Why is that? This is very important, guys. Try to get it. The importance of those names written there is because God knows how to honor his people. The Lord does not have a problem rewarding his people. The Lord likes to do that with his people. He will give you honor when you honor him. He will. Now, there is something more interesting here in 15 through 18. An angel had a measuring rod made of what? Gold. Okay. To measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city was built in a square. Its length was equal to its width. The city was 1,363 miles long, wide, and high. Is that big or what? <laughs> the wall was 216 feet high. The wall was made of jasper. The city was made of pure gold, as pure as glass. Now, speaking about size, if you allow me to show you this map, this is a map of the United States of America. So I took the liberty to make a measurement between the West Coast and the East Coast, Coast from San Francisco to somewhere in New Jersey. And there are 2,627 miles, approximately, okay? So this is a square of 1,363 miles. If you see in the screen, it's big. That's the size of the New Jerusalem, okay? Now, if we put it on the map, this is what you will see. The size of the New Jerusalem. Is that big or what? Now that's the size, but let's keep reading. The foundation stones of the city was walls, had every kind of what? Expensive jewels. Okay, little pause here. There are many people that, unfortunately, they never prosper in life. There are many people that are poor or 
low class, financially speaking, economically speaking, they cannot make enough money and they will go through their lives kind of a limited budget kind of people. That's real. Some people can't afford nice houses, nice cars, nice anything. Some people just, they can't. And many of them, they receive the hope in the name of Jesus, and they become believers. Do we agree on that? Okay. That's okay. Because poor, rich, whatever, salvation is for everybody. The little problem that we have sometimes with some people that are poor or with limited budget is that they are a little bit against wealth. They are a little bit against people with money. And they judge people with money because they have good stuff. And some of them, unfortunately, they had this wrong idea in their minds that God is broke. They can't think that God is wealthy. They can't think that God has so much resources. This scripture is telling us that the foundation stones of the city, the foundation stones of the city walls, they, had, they were made out of every kind of expensive jewels. Guys, the foundation stones of the walls made of expensive <laughs> jewels. Do you get that? I'm not talking about what's in the city. I'm talking about the foundation stones of the walls of the city. If that is in the foundation of the walls of the city, imagine what's in the city. Now, for those who have trouble with money and wealth, you need to get rid of that wrong idea right away. Now, deep in and out with me. Breathe deep. Deep breath. Breathe deeply and get rid of that idea. Say with me, I refuse poverty in my mind. Say, I refuse poverty in my mind. That's not from God. It's not from God. Poverty is not coming from the Lord. From the good Lord comes prosperity, abundance. Oh, I don't like that. Well, don't find, don't worry about it. You don't want wealth, you don't want money, you don't need to have it. Others like them. And they are happy with that. As long as we put the Lord first. Now, listen, the kind of jewels are in that foundation of the wall. And forgive me if I do not pronounce properly the names of those jewels because I really don't know many of them. But Jasper, Sapphire, Chalcedony, Emerald, Onyx, carnelian, yellow quartz, beryl, topaz, chrysoprase, jacinth or jacinth, amethyst. Whew. Beautiful stones. And the, the gates, guys, were pearls. Each gate was made from one pearl. The street of the city was made of pure gold as clear as glass. Now, you think that rich people can build nice houses here? You see in YouTube or any other platform videos of beautiful house being built, and you say, wow, that's wonderful. Let me tell you, 
That is nothing compared to what is waiting for us there. Nothing. What's there, it's amazing. Imagine that the city, in the middle of the city, there is a street made out of pure gold. This the street. <laughs> I'm going to walk there. I don't want to walk there. <laughs> you will say, my goodness, that thing really is shiny. Look at those walls. Before we get to see the Lord. 21 Chapter, verses 22 and 24, I did not see a temple in the city. The Lord God Almighty and the Lamb were the city's temple. The city did not need the sun or the moon to shine on it. The glory of God gave the city light. The Lamb was the city's lamp. The peoples of the world will walk by the light given by the Lamb. The rulers of the earth will bring their glory into the city. No more sun, no more lights, no more this kind of electricity lights, the Lord himself and the Lamb, they were not just the temple, but the light of the city. So you saw the size of the city. We get there through these beautiful gates, a pearl? Don't you love pearls? I love pearls. You know, I'm a guy, but I don't wear pearls, of course. But when I see a woman with pearls, I just love the pearls. They are beautiful. Imagine the gate, the door is a pearl. <laughs> you get through that. You see all this fine, expensive jewelry there, the stones. And then you see the street is made out of pure gold. And you're just in awe. And then there is no temple because God and the Lamb they are the temple. And then you're looking for the sun or the moon. But it was so bright and you're wondering, why is that? Because the Lord God himself is the light for the people. And all the rulers of the earth will, will bring their glory into the city. You know what? We all are going to bring our stuff and we say, Lord, this is what I have. This is what you gave me. Here is for you. This is yours. Because anyway, out there in, in, on earth, it was yours anyway. That's the way that we see wealth. It's not mine. It's the Lord's. Chapter 21, verse 25, 27. The city's gates will never close on any day because there is no night there. No more nights. The greatness and the honor of the nations will be brought into the city. Nothing unclean will ever enter the city. No one who does shameful things or tell lies will ever enter the city. Only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life will enter the city. No more nights. The, the gates will never be closed. So you can get to the city all the time. And everyone is bringing the greatness and honor to worship God. But guess what? Not like here, that we have to have cameras, alarms, codes, gates, locks, insurance, all kind of stuff, weapons to protect ourselves from evildoers. Guess what? Nothing unclean will ever enter the city. Never. Never again. You will need to deal with skepticism. Is this person honest with me? Is it is this, is this true? Is true what he says? Is she lying to me? 
is trying to manipulate me. Never again. Because nothing unclean will ever enter the city. Bad stuff, things that people do, they practice bad stuff. Never again. No one who does shameful things or tell lies will ever enter the city. Ever. People that are practicing shameful things and you don't want to think about those shameful things because this is just nasty. Those people practicing those things, they will never enter the city. Nothing unclean. People that tell lies, tell lie, all lies all the time. They are not truthful. They will never be there. Only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life will enter the city. Today, we go through customs and immigration in airports. We have to get our passports. They check in the computer. If you have visa to get into this country or this other country, if your passport is current, they check and they say, yeah, you can get in. You can come in. In heaven, in that city, you don't need any passport, any ID, just your name. What's your name? You say your name. Imagine if we are amazed with the technology here. Imagine in heaven. You say your name, and a voice recognition system will take your voice, your name, get into something, and then somehow we'll find out if your name is written or not in the Lamb's Book of Life. And then the green light, with an arrow, and you go, Yay, Lord, getting into heaven to enjoy my Lord, because that is what we want. That is exactly what we want to do one day, to walk into heaven, to enjoy all the greatness that he has there. That is the whole purpose of becoming a believer. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't know that. I was under the impression that becoming a Christian was a good thing so I cannot get into trouble. Well, that, that's one thing. Oh, it's not just that? No. Oh, yeah, I got it. Did somebody told me also that if I am a good guy, a good girl, if I am a believer, I will be prosperous. I will make money, right? Because God will bless me, right? That's the purpose, right? No, my friend. The Lord wants you, of course, to behave. The Lord wants you to be prosperous. The Lord wants you to have a happy life, certainly. But the main objective is that you will be in heaven with him, rejoicing in him, enjoying his wonderful creations out there, his inventions, all the wonderful things he's doing. The Lord Jesus now is in the construction business, building houses for us. There are many things that we will do in heaven but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life will enter in that city. Is your name written in that book? I hope it does. Revelation 22, 1 and 2. The angel showed me the river of the water of life, clear as crystal. The river flows from the throne of God and the Lamb. It flows down the middle of the street of the city. The tree of life is on each side of the river. And it produces fruit every month, 12 times a year. The leaves of the tree are for healing the nations. Here we go. From the very throne of God, the river flows down. <laughs> In the middle of the city. And exactly where the river is going, you will see the tree of life. 
in each side of the river. And every month, the fruit changes. And you will be able to eat it. But guess what? In addition to the fruit, there are leaves on that tree for the healing of nations. When we become believers, we come with a package of messed up things, don't we? We are in, in the new life, experiencing wonderful things with the Lord, but oh, there is so much baggage. There is so many things that are messed up and we need healing. The leaves of that tree are for the healing of the nations. As we need restoration here, we will need restoration there. And it's available. 22, 3 and 5, the throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city. God's servants will worship him. They will see his face. God's name will be written on their foreheads. They will never, there will be never be night again. People will not need the light or, or a lamp or a light of the sun. The Lord God will give them light. And they will rule like kings forever and ever. Who? God's servants. It's not enough to believe if you want great things in that moment in heaven. It's not enough to believe, my friend. Well, I thought that you had said several times that the whole thing is to believe, Gian. You are confusing me. To become a believer, you need to believe. That's enough. But in order to be there doing great things requires to be a servant. You must be a servant of God. Whatever what you do. Listen, you don't need to be an employee of any church to, to be a God's servant. That's not true. We people that are employees of churches, we serve God, certainly. But that doesn't make me God's servant. If someone works in a church because of the money, because of the position, because of the salary and benefits, that's just a job. That doesn't make that person a God's servant. And on the other hand, you have many people that they don't get one dime from the church ever, but they don't get tired ever of serving God. Anything they can do, that's a God's servant. And guess what is the first reward you will have there? You will see your Lord face to face. You will see your God, the one that you were singing day and night, the one that you were praying to day and night, the one that you gave money, the one that you did things for, the one that you were reading his words from, the one true God whose throne and the Lamb's throne are in the city. You will see his face. And his name will be written in your forehead. What a blessing. I belong to God. His new name is in my forehead. And it says, and they will rule like kings forever and ever. <laughs> Authority, blessings, reward, honor. If you doubt about how wonderful things you will see in heaven. Just read this scripture again and again. 22, 14. Great blessings belong to those who have washed their robes. They will have the right to eat the truth from the tree of life. They can go through the gates into the city. 
How do we wash our robes, my friends? In the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Great blessings belong to those. Great blessings belong to you already. Now, here, and in eternity. And there you will have the right to eat that fruit from the tree of life. The fruit. I cannot wait to eat that. And go through the gates into the city. But here is a little warning. And that goes to all of us Christians. But especially to preachers. Listen carefully to this part. It says, if anyone takes away from the words of the book of prophecy, God will take away that person's share of the tree of life and of the holy city, which are written about in his book. And who says that? Jesus is the one who says all that. And all, all of this is true. We are living nowadays when people want a customized gospel. My friend, let me tell you very simply this to you. If you are living a lifestyle that is against the Bible, and you know what I mean by that, and you are listening to preachers that are telling you exactly what, to, what you want to hear, you are mistaken. And you are making a terrible mistake that can cost you your eternity. Because here clearly says that we don't need to take away any words from the Holy Scripture. And we read earlier that there are several practices that are detestable in the eyes of God. And if there is a preacher, and they call them themselves ministers, or whatever title they want to give themselves, whatever denomination or church it is, and they are telling you things that are against what the scripture says, watch out. Just read carefully what it says here. The good Lord Jesus is going to take care of that person. It says clearly, he will take away that person's share of the tree of life and of the holy city. The gospel, my friend, has two sides. One side is the one, the one that we put the emphasis all day long. Which is that side? It's the side of the grace of God. The forgiveness. The free forgiveness. That is one side. The one that we put the emphasis on. But the gospel also has a second side. You know what is that side? It's the cost. The price paid to get the grace of God. And that price is the price that the Lord Jesus paid. He paid a huge price for your salvation. He paid with his own life. He lived a holy life devoted to the sanctification of his church, you and I. There is a price to pay in order to enjoy the grace of God. And for you, the price to pay is repentance. Repent, my friend. Repent and change. And today is a great opportunity. You know what? The, the final part of this verse says, Now he says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. How many believers today can say that with their whole heart? Yes, come, Lord Jesus. How many believers deeply, with all their hearts on it, they say, 
come, Lord Jesus. I want you to come back. How many believers say that? Not many, unfortunately. Many believers are just enjoying themselves and the worldly things, and they say, not yet, Lord. Let me do this. Let me enjoy this. Let me get this, and then probably then later, or if not, when I die, just take me home. There is no passion from God. Watch out. Watch out. Because not necessarily you will have a long life, my friend. Just saying. Things can happen to anybody. That is why we need to get right with the good Lord. And there is one way, easy way to do it. It's by surrendering to the good Lord and saying, Lord, I really need you. If you want to say a prayer to do that, there is one on the screen. Read it with me. Read it from, from, from your heart. Say with me, dear God, what a fantastic description of your heaven. Oh, Lord, yes, you are wonderful. You are fabulous. There is no one like you. I want to be there, Lord. One day I want to be in heaven with you forever and ever. I lift up my hands to you. I bow down before you. You are the king of the universe. Please forgive me for all my sins. I open my heart to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I want to obey you and serve you forever, my Lord. If you pray that prayer, if you open your heart to the good Lord, remember it's in the cross where he poured down his whole life in the blood that allows you to say with me, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2020. Friends, you are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy your family and friends, and I'll see you next Sunday. Amen. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light, anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight, anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served, I know, I know, I know, I know. sing a song that you guys know, so uh, follow along with that.
Victory Church. We hope you enjoyed the video.